Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And of course, the one big thing that we all need to really make our businesses successful is money, financial um, planning, all these various things. And so that's going to be what we're talking about today. But we're not going to be talking about just how much money you've got in the bank, how much money you've got in your 401k. We're going to be talking about how to truly build wealth for the future, which of course is things besides just money. So please join me in welcoming Tim McNeely to our program today. Welcome, Tim. Hey, I am so thrilled to be here, Deb, and thrilled to serve your audience and, and be talking about things that normally don't get talked about. Right. You know, because that is one of the things that people don't discuss. They don't want to talk about money. You know, right now, of course, it's, you know, people are preparing their taxes and so they're having to think about it and they might have pulled a P&L and, and all of those things. But we don't plan, you know, and, and, and I always, you know, hello, I'll raise my hand on that. Um, you know, we don't always plan in detail for the future, not only personally, but also obviously with our business. You know, so many times businesses are, you know, month to month type of business. You lose one client, you know, something drastic happens and you lose your business. And, and it really doesn't take very much to plan for that. And so that's what I love being able to talk with you about. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Well, and, and not just planning on a simple level is right. entrepreneurs and business mm -hmm. owners they have complicated lives right? and right. you need different planning strategies that doesn't work for the person working in a job. So that's what we're really going to dive right. in today and talk about is how do you build an optimal mm -hmm. financial world right. for business owners and entrepreneurs. Right. Well, and let me tell folks just a little bit about you and then we really will jump into this because I think it's a subject that everybody needs to hear about, especially if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur. So today's successful entrepreneurs do not run their companies just to generate more business for themselves. Many of you want to maximize your personal wealth so you can build an amazing life of significance. Accomplishing your goals can be challenging because many of you have complex situations and many moving parts to your businesses and financial lives. That's why I invited Tim McNeely, CEO of The Lifestone Companies, to speak with us. Tim has a passion for helping entrepreneurs who are driven for more. It all started when he married his dentist. Tim is a recognized leader in the business community. He is a speaker, contributing author for popular business publications, and was recently asked to contribute the forward to a special edition of Becoming Seriously Wealthy, How to Harness the Strategies of the Super Rich and ultra wealthy business owners. So again, Tim, let's just jump into this. So welcome. And, and we're so glad that we've got you here. Yeah, it's an absolute thrill. Well, let's go back just, oh, I almost poked the wrong button and, and disconnected this. Heavens. Um, let's go back to what started this. You know, why did you decide that this is your passion in life? Well, you know, I, I started life at a young age being a financial advisor, 18, you know, worked wow. at Domino's and my next job mm -hmm. was being a financial planner. Mm -hmm. 
And I always thought it was my job as a as an investment advisor to manage investments. Well, right. met and fell in love with my wife, who happens to be a dentist. And mm-hmm. and for our listeners, right, falling in love is a great time. You, <laughs> you remember, you know, talking about your hopes and your your mm-hmm. dreams and, and your future together. Well, my wife and I did that too. Mm-hmm. But we had another visitor in our relationship. And that visitor was her dental practice. Mm -hmm. We'd be out on date night or talking about our future. And all of a sudden the conversation went from our plans to Tim, I got to hold back my paycheck Mm -hmm. so I can make payroll or that grumpy patient I saw today, man, I just know I'm going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. or I've got to fire an employee. And Mm -hmm. if I don't do that right, I'm scared of the liability. And I was really struggling with being an advisor at that point. So I essentially found myself in a job I hated and I couldn't take care of the person I love the most. Mm-hmm. And, and many of your listeners, you know what that's like, right. where you just feel like you're not having an impact, like you're not changing the world in the way you want to mm-hmm. do. And so that's where I really started studying. What do the best of the best do? What do the, the ultra wealthy do? What do the mm-hmm. elite wealth managers do? How do they have an impact for mm-hmm. their clients? And we really started to assemble a team of individuals, a, a family office, so to speak, mm-hmm. a team of the best of the best people who could help us achieve our most important goals. And so we worked with the business banker to refinance our building, freed up the cash flow. We mm-hmm. brought in a practice consultant and really got the business running well. Mm-hmm. We got back to being on top of the world. But, right. but sometimes me, just like our listeners, right? Life throws you a curveball. Right. And you get up there that, on the top of the world and <laughs> you think, all right, we got it mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that curveball that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And Dana started to have a lot of problems with her hands. They mm-hmm. started to hurt her so bad mm-hmm. that she couldn't even hold forceps to Ooh. do extractions anymore. Not good as a dentist. Not good. And now it's not just making payroll we're worried about. Mm-hmm. It's how are we going to pay the mortgage on our house? Mm-hmm. How are we going to pay our personal bills? What's going to happen if she can't practice dentistry? Mm-hmm. And we're people of faith and spent some time in prayer. And once I had my head on straight, I implemented another lesson that I've learned from the super rich. And that's called stress testing. We we took a look at our plans. We trusted them, but we wanted to verify what was in place. Mm. And through this stress testing process, we caught an error in her plans. We Mm. learned that the disability policy she bought Mm -hmm. when she first got out of school wasn't set up correctly. Oh, correctly, right? Some well-meaning advisor who mm-hmm. truly had her best interest mm-hmm. at heart. I don't think he he was a predator, but mm-hmm. he was a pretender. He didn't have the deep understanding right. to mm-hmm. really set things up correctly. Mm-hmm. So we caught And you are conceivably going to have to use the disability policy. Exactly. So right, and imagine how you would feel. You've paid on this policy for years and now you need it and it's not going to be enough money. Well, that's mm-hmm. the situation we found ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And the stress testing our plans caught that error. We changed mm-hmm. it breathe the massive sigh of relief because mm-hmm. that one change gave us the income we were going to need. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never forget mm-hmm. the day sitting down in San Diego. We were in Dr. Schickman's office, one of the top doctors out there coming in, waiting for him to tell my wife if she had a future in dentistry. Mm-hmm. And the reason I won't forget that day, Deb, is it didn't matter what mm-hmm. he told us when he walked in the room. Mm-hmm. We had run the numbers, we had done the planning, mm-hmm. and we knew we were going to be okay. It, right. And that's what gets me up every single morning is I never want another business owner, another entrepreneur, mm-hmm. another dentist to ever find themselves in that situation, not on my watch. Right. You know, and, and that's what is so much of a challenge for a small business owner, an entrepreneur, is even thinking about things like that. You know, we're, we're so busy focused on got to sell that widget, got to make that product, got to do, you know, got to do, got to do, that we don't think about the future. You know, and, and part of that is, you know, we're ostriches, you know, because, and, and I, I remember a long time ago when my parents were approached with buying long-term care insurance 
And my father would not even consider it because that was planning for the bad. And he wasn't going to plan for the bad. And, you know, and, and it was one of those things that, you know, it just, and he wouldn't do it. He, now he had life insurance, you know, all of these other things, but, you know, we, but we, many times we didn't even stop to think about what it is, or it's so far off that we can always do it some other time, especially something like a disability or even retirement, you know, or, or thinking about selling your business. That's so far in the future that we never stop to think, maybe we should start doing it when we're first starting the business or, you know, hello, catching up now and doing it because we haven't been doing it. Yeah. The, the, those little nudges. So right. Mm-hmm. Once again, going back to the, the stress testing concept, mm-hmm. um, 1979, a, a plane took off for a sightseeing expedition. Mm-hmm. They were leaving New Zealand mm-hmm. and they were heading up to Antarctica to mm-hmm. go see the sites. And mm-hmm. little beknownst to the pilots, the navigation system of that plane was off by two degrees. Ooh. And so by the time they descended through the clouds over mm-hmm. Antarctica, they didn't realize they'd been placed in the path of an active volcano. Uh, they couldn't see the volcano mm-hmm. because the ground, just mm-hmm. like the volcano, was covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And by the time the warning alarm sounded and said, mm-hmm. pull up, pull up, pull up, too it late. was too late. Mm-hmm. And all 249 people tragically lost mm-hmm. their lives. A horrible, horrible right. accident. And, and the great news is today we've gotten much better mm-hmm. at catching things like this. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the point remains, right? We are all heading towards our mm-hmm. financial future. Mm-hmm. Some of us are drifting towards financial security, right. financial stability. Some of us are drifting towards a financial mess. Mm-hmm. And if you wait too long to course correct, you may not be able to recover. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's important, and, you know, to, even if you haven't been doing to at least make an attempt, um, you know, and, and maybe that is to do a review of, of everything, um, you know, and, and one of the things, and, and you wrote the forward to the, the book and, and I love it. Hold the book up. Let's see the book. Oh yeah. yeah so, <laughs> you have to Vanna. There we go. Um, and you know, one of the things that, that you talked about in there was the fact that, um, you know, as you know, as, as you were sharing your story that, that you just, you know, just shared that you would be all right you know, no matter what was, was going to happen. And, but we don't want to think about that, you know, we, because we're, you know, we're, we're in there, you know, got to make the, the, you know, got to keep going, got to do all of this stuff. And, you know, we don't, we really don't want to think about something going wrong. More importantly, we don't want to, you know, we don't even think about something going right. You know, one of the things that, that you discussed in, in the book is the fact that you took the steps to make sure that if you needed to, you could sell the practice. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you could, in essence, get out of that business and do it in a way that wasn't just, hey, let's shut the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that I think is one of the things that so many people never stop to think about is, okay, if I, if I have to, you know, can I sell? And, you know, sometimes you can't. You know, I, I probably could not sell my business because my business is me. Um, but other, you know, many other businesses definitely could be transitioned in some way. So plan for that now. You know, maybe you have your, your employees that you could transition it to. You know, maybe you could sell it, all of those things. And so that, those are things that, that you definitely can be thinking about no matter when, you know, and, and where you are in the business cycle. No, it's so true. And I think, you know, one of the issues we have in the financial world, it's an advice problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to to my story and what happened to us, right, we were working with an advisor Mm -hmm. who was a 
what I call a pretender. And we talk about mm-hmm. this in becoming right. seriously wealthy, right? Well-meaning advisors, but mm-hmm. they don't have the technical expertise mm-hmm. to really serve business owners and, and entrepreneurs. They, and it's interesting. In the book, we underwrote a lot of research. And mm-hmm. when we talk to you know different advisors and we ask them, do you want to work with business owners? 80% of them put their right. hands up. They want to work with you, mm-hmm. they, right? But then we start looking at, well, do you have the technical expertise? Mm-hmm. Do you actually understand what's going on? Right. And we find that the level of knowledge is high. So, mm-hmm. for example, I just put out a list on the, the top 10 wealth planning secrets used by successful entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, and the first strategy on this list is something called a defined benefit plan mm-hmm. that allows business owners to put mm-hmm. a lot of money away. Right. But when we talk to advisors and we ask them, we say, do you know about defined benefit plans? Mm-hmm. Once again, about 70% of them put their hand up and say, oh, yeah, we know all about these. Mm-hmm. Then we ask a follow-up question and say, well, have you ever done one single plan for one single client? Right? Pretty low bar. Right. Have you and done one, go, one client? Um, now the number is 6.8%. Wow. And so, so the differential between knowledge of the financial world versus mm-hmm. actually implementing these things mm-hmm. to the client massive. Right. And so there really is an advice problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why business owners and entrepreneurs are, are so worried about, well, mm-hmm. who do I turn to? Who do right. I talk to? Mm-hmm. Because they don't know how to find the right advisors. Mm-hmm. Well, and so many of them try and do it themselves. You know, they're smart people. They can use Google, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they're, again, they're thinking, okay, this is not a big deal. You know, it should be pretty easy. I can do some investing. And, you know, as we record this, the stock market went way down yesterday. It's back up today, you know, and which is, you know, that's the way the stock market for everybody yeah. who's, you know, all panicky. It's supposed to be doing those type of things. I mean, you know, you, but, you know, if you, you shouldn't be the one who's really looking at that. That is what your financial advisor is for. And more importantly, your financial advisor should be telling you that wonderful world, word called diversify, you know, and, and all of these various things that we as the business owner, the entrepreneur can't think about. We're, we're thinking about our business. We absolutely have to have a financial planner helping us who knows what they're doing. Well, and you need someone who's going to offer you advice beyond the investments. Right. I mean, this, this is so critical. In my practice, we define wealth management. We actually have a wealth mm-hmm. management formula that mm-hmm. tells people, here's what wealth management mm-hmm. is. And there's five key areas. And the first one is when I have my investment advisor hat on, Mm -hmm. and that's the investments. And those are certainly important, right? That's Mm -hmm. the number one concern Mm -hmm. of business owners, just take care of my money. Mm -hmm. But that's the only thing, right? That's the the first concern. Mm -hmm. 100% of financial advisors do that. Some do it better than others. Right. But kind of the dirty secret that not a lot of people talk about is once you reach a certain level, everyone's got the same portfolio. Mm-hmm. And if right. that's the only value you're adding to, to someone is I'm going to manage your money better than the other guy, mm-hmm. you should look for another advisor because there's right. four other key areas mm-hmm. that business owners are mm-hmm. so concerned with. Right. Number one is wealth enhancement. I've never met a business owner who says, I want to pay more than my fair share in taxes. Right. Well, someone yeah. say, I want to pay my fair share, mm-hmm. not a penny more. Mm-hmm. Then there's wealth transfer, right? How do you get your money, your assets, your business to the next generation, the people that you care mm-hmm. about? Then there's wealth protection, right? Litigation is huge. Protection Mm -hmm. of everything you've worked so hard Mm -hmm. for, making sure it's not unjustly taken from lawsuit, divorce, some other unjust means. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, about a third of the people I work with, very charitably inclined. They've got causes Mm -hmm. that they're passionate about, but they don't have a well-thought-out plan for maximizing Mm -hmm. that impact. So those four other key areas, that's where you can really move the needle, and it has nothing to do with investments, nothing whatsoever. Right. You know, and of course, many financial planners, 
certainly, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, the ones that are out there, they only care about where they're going to get money back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those things that you talked about, they're obviously not going to benefit from, um, mm-hmm. especially if they're telling you, hello, give your money away, you know, to, to mm-hmm. a nonprofit, to a charity. And so that's where it's so key to find someone that you absolutely trust. So mm-hmm. how does somebody go about finding someone like that? Because yeah. that's the other thing is we all think, oh, they're just out for our money. And that's mm-hmm. what the television commercials are showing us too. Yeah. Well, and the truth is a lot are. So, so how do you find those, those vetted professionals? Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's really a couple key things. Number one, talk to your trusted advisors, talk to your CPA, talk to your attorney, right? right? Talk to the people you are already collaborating with Mm -hmm. and really, really trust. Mm -hmm. Second, look for a advisor who's a thought leader. Look for someone Mm -hmm. who's out there speaking, Mm -hmm. writing, publishing, Mm -hmm. right? Look for someone who's driving the industry forward Mm -hmm. and others are going to for advice. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, you can ask your peers, other people Mm -hmm. that you work with, who are you working with? What are those advisors doing for you? Right. And actually, interestingly, in, in the research, and another book I was involved in, Elite mm-hmm. Wealth Planning, and this is lessons from the super rich. These, mm-hmm. are, these are extraordinary families worth mm-hmm. $500 million or more. I don't have any clients like that, but I certainly want to learn right. from clients like mm-hmm. that. And one of the things that comes out of the, the research is something we call the human element. And when we look at advisors, most advisors, right, once you reach that upper level, mm-hmm. they've got the technical expertise. Mm-hmm. So what, what differentiates the professionals right. that the super rich work mm-hmm. with from everyone else? Well, mm-hmm. that's what we call the human element. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why the super rich build family offices. That's why they assemble mm-hmm. a team of the best of the best is they want advisors right. who get them, who understand mm-hmm. them, who are going to achieve their goals, mm-hmm. not the advisor's goals. Mm-hmm. And, and that human element is so key in finding an advisor. You want to work with someone who gets you mm-hmm. and puts you at the center, mm-hmm. not themselves. Right. Right. You know, and it's funny because we do that with other people in our lives, um, you know, especially professionals, you know, we, a medical professional, you know, we want a doctor that understands when I say this hurts, they're not going to say, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, things like that. And dentists, I mean, dentists, you know, mm-hmm. great, you know, they're obviously they're in the medical profession. You know, yeah. we, we want to build, you know, relationships with those people. And, and I, I find it really ironic that we don't build those relationships with the people who are managing our money, um, you know, so many times we hear the the, the bad stories, mm-hmm. um, you know, or we don't even try. I mean, you know, back to you know the the fact that many people think, oh, I really don't need a financial planner, and so many people think, I'm I don't have enough to even bother with, you know, and 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 you know, there are certainly you know business owners and and individuals who they they you know they they don't have a lot of money, but the goal is to make that money and, you know, and, and to stop thinking, are we going to make payroll this month? Mm-hmm. You know, uh-oh, you know, that phone's ringing. Who's, who's wanting money from me? Um, you know, and, and so by working with a financial planner, that's going to help you get to that point. Yeah. But right. Once again, not just financial planners, right? Mm-hmm. You need someone who understands the world of business owners right. because the planning is mm-hmm. so different, right? Mm-hmm. If you're working at a job, if you've got W2 mm-hmm. income, you don't have much control over that. Maybe you get a raise year after year. Mm-hmm. You put some money in your 401k. Mm-hmm. That's all the planning right. you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, when you own a business, once again, that complexity mm-hmm. of your financial world has just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Now it's, right, how do you manage employees? How do you mm-hmm. maximize your, your benefits, right? How do you, you know, deal with all your insurance issues? Then mm-hmm. what's your transition strategy look like? And, and those are so important for business owners because mm-hmm. – 
once again, something that comes out of the research is we find time and time again, business owners want to continue to grow their wealth. Right. And it has nothing to do with greed, mm-hmm. but they want to take care of the people they love and mm-hmm. build that amazing life of mm-hmm. significance. They want to, you know, change the world for the better, support mm-hmm. the causes that matter right. and really have that impact. Mm-hmm. And they realize they have a gift of, of earning money. Mm-hmm. Now it's how do we maximize what mm-hmm. we're doing, right? How do we increase our valuation? Mm-hmm. How do we put more away, right? Mm-hmm. How do we shelter it from taxes? So mm-hmm. once again, way beyond the investments. Right, right. You know, and, and it is planning. I mean, you know, back to, you know, I wrote in, in all caps on my mm-hmm. little list here, plan. You know, yep. plan for the future. And as you said, that stress test. You mm-hmm. know, be thinking about what happens if. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, the, how the stock market went up and down, you know, in, in the last couple of days because of coronavirus. Everybody yeah. needs to be thinking about, you know, maybe not specifically the coronavirus, but what would happen if, you mm-hmm. know, I'm from Colorado where, you know, there were times where, you know, and, and here in Atlanta, it's actually worse. If it snows, things come to a screeching halt mm. and can yes, for does. days. You know, is your business the type of business that if you lose one or two days, you're not going to meet payroll that month? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these various things. You know, health, again, you know, if you are the, the primary person, what happens if, you know, and, and what happens if it's short term? And then obviously what happens if it's long term? And, you know, and, and you're not hoping for those things to go, you know, you know, and, and, you know, but we can't be ostriches. We yeah. absolutely must be planning for those things. Well, and that stress testing, right? That, that's mm-hmm. a strategy that comes right down to us, right? Mm-hmm. Right down from the, the super rich. Mm-hmm. When we look at family offices, which are the structure the super rich use mm-hmm. to manage their financial affairs, mm-hmm. Within the last five years, 96% of them have done a stress test on their financial Mm -hmm. plans. And the reason for that Mm -hmm. is so clear. At lower levels of wealth, Mm -hmm. we find typically people have a lot of errors in their financial plans. Mm -hmm. Things are set up incorrectly, but the the consequence of those errors, Mm -hmm. pretty small. Mm -hmm. As your wealth grows, Mm -hmm. you're going to have less errors in your plan, Mm -hmm. but the cost of making a mishap and and the cost of an error gets Mm -hmm. magnified dramatically. Mm -hmm. And that's why the super rich are trusting but verifying their plans. Mm -hmm. They're questioning the underlying assumptions Mm -hmm. and making sure, is it actually going to perform as I think it's going to perform? Right. You know, and and you're talking about the people that, as you say, you know, 500 million and more, but it's the same principle if it's 50 bucks. Um, You know, and and, yeah, you know, it just, it's, it's obviously a question of scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are strategies that can be used by everyone, no matter your level of net worth. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about it is we are learning from the best of the mm-hmm. best and we're able to bring it down to everyone, regardless of your financial situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, one of the things that you talk about are the top 10 secrets that successful entrepreneurs use to inke- increase their cash flow. You know, tell us some of those. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just cash flow. These are the things that really driven entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are using to maximize their personal wealth. These are okay. these are little known strategies among most, you know, lower net worth mm-hmm. and specifically among many financial advisors. These mm-hmm. are the things that they raise their hand and say, "Yeah, I know about that, but I've actually yeah. never done it." Mm-hmm. So so let's let's walk through them. I'll give you a real okay. high level overview. The okay. first we already touched on, mm-hmm. and that's defined benefit plans. Mm. And specifically, a lot of business owners will reach a point where they've outgrown their 401k and mm-hmm. their profit share, and they may actually even be bumping against the limits of their current mm-hmm. defined benefit plan. 
Right. Well, we can restructure these and do what's known as a defined focused benefit plan. Mm. We're able to recalculate it, get you a lot more money in the plan. So, mm-hmm. so if you've got high income and you're looking for a way to really shelter money, mm-hmm. these defined benefit plans are a great way to do that because right. the owner can actually keep a significant amount mm-hmm. of every dollar that goes in the plan. Mm-hmm. And so that's tip number one is, is mm-hmm. the defined benefit plans. Very, very useful. Um, mm-hmm. Another highlight, number four, captive insurance companies. Mm. How many of our audience, right? How many of you listeners are you paying premiums every single month to an insurance company? Mm. How would you like to pay those premiums to yourself? Ooh. Well, that's what, a ca- that's what a captive insurance company mm. does. I've it, never even heard of this. There you go, right? It, this is a risk management tool where the business owner can set up their own closely held insurance company mm-hmm. and they insure their own risk. Now, instead of paying premiums to someone else, mm-hmm. you're paying them to yourself. Mm. When claims are made, you pay yourself out. Now, there's certainly rules that have to be right. followed. Mm-hmm. Really, really powerful tool, though, for mm-hmm. growing wealth. Mm-hmm. Captive insurance companies, widely used among the super rich, mm-hmm. among business owners and entrepreneurs. Right. Not quite as much because they just don't know. No mm-hmm. one's told them. Right. Uh, let's see. Another another great tip, and we, you know, we, I think we talked about it in our intro, is that's longevity planning. People are living longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer, right? Medical advances, mm-hmm. many of us are going to make it to 100. Mm-hmm. But have we stress tested that or right. were we prepared mm-hmm. for the longevity? Mm-hmm. What are we doing to increase our health? Mm-hmm. Healthcare in America, mm-hmm. massive, massive problem, right? Mm-hmm. How many of us are working with concierge medical professionals and mm-hmm. concierge doctors right. mm-hmm. so that we can get the care we want? Mm-hmm. I sure am. Many of my clients are. Mm-hmm. I can pick up my doctor right now and get him on the phone, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of relationship we need with our healthcare professionals mm-hmm. so that right. we're planning for the future. Mm-hmm. And another big one is uh, actually reducing or eliminating the taxes on the sale of a business, right? Many of us mm-hmm. have businesses right. when we sell them, mm-hmm. we want to pay as little taxes as right. possible. Mm-hmm. Well, we can do that through strategies where we mm-hmm. freeze the value of the business, we're able to give it to a trust, live mm-hmm. off the income, avoid those capital right. gains, right? These are huge things that create massive, massive value. Mm-hmm for business owners and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Right. Once again, widely known among the super mm-hmm. rich, not so used mm-hmm. among many business owners right. and entrepreneurs. Simply and of course, they don't know. they're all legal. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing any of these. Mm-hmm. You know, things change a bit on occasion, you know, like amounts that you can do and, you know, various things like that. But, you know, for everybody whose eyes just crossed partway through as you were describing those, again, that's why you hire somebody to have them do this for you. Yeah, right. Once again, going back to lessons from the super rich that we mm-hmm. can bring down to everyone, no matter their net worth, mm-hmm. the super rich don't do this themselves. No. no. I, 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 and there's a myth that that, mm-hmm. that I think a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs believe. I, I know I certainly did. And that myth is I have to be an expert in right. all things. Yes. I started it, it, this business. I must know all. I must know everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and the problem we have with that is we reach the end of our lives mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're mediocre in a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things right. instead of really good mm-hmm. in one area. Mm-hmm. And I know your listeners certainly want to be really good at one thing. That's mm-hmm. how you create value. Right. So you should delegate this stuff and you want to work with the experts mm-hmm. who understand these things. Right. These are not things you implement yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and again, we do that in our personal lives. You know, we hire the doctor. We don't change our own oil. You know, in in our cars, all these various things. And so, I always find it very ironic and amusing. And again, I'll put my own hand up that you know we we try and do it ourselves. Um, yep. We don't, and and part of that is because yes, there is a cost involved. And if you are a a, a small business, maybe starting out, you know, all these various, you're thinking. 
why do I have to hire a CPA? Why do I have to hire an attorney? Well, you know, as we've talked about many times on this program, if you don't set things up right to start with, sometimes it can cost you your entire business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so spend the money up front, figure out how you're going to do it, but do it and then continue with those. You know, have, as you said, that team of people, that CPA, yeah. that lawyer, all of those people who are kind of your board of directors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can certainly do this in a cost-effective manner, right? No right. one's talking about spending tons of money to no, do this. No, you, you know, the, the $700 an hour attorneys, probably not what you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but you can certainly do it in a cost-effective mm -hmm. way that's going to allow you to keep focusing on your business mm -hmm. and achieving your goals. Right. Super important. And, and those are just a couple of tips. I'm happy to send that list to anyone who wants mm -hmm. it, share it with them. Because like I said, these really have a big impact for business owners. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and again, it's any level. You know, it doesn't matter what, and, and maybe you can't do some of those things right now, but it comes back to planning. You know, mm -hmm. you're planning that in five years, you're going to be, you know, you're, you're going to have that, that self-insurance type of policy, all these mm -hmm. various things, because that's, that is how you get to that point. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what's after. You know what's out there, and you mm -hmm. start heading towards it. It's gap analysis. Look at where right. you are now. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? And mm -hmm. what are the gaps? Right. And then you know, planning. You know, doing the stress planning because mm -hmm. in that gap, there's going to be things that happen, positive and negative. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you might be making more than you had planned mm -hmm. on. Woo, that's great. Yeah. Um, but that means that your time frame just shortened. So mm -hmm. if you weren't planning then you could get yourself in trouble. And, um, you know, and, and so you want to make sure you've done that. And, you know, and, and then of course, bad things happen. And, you know, like we said, you get to the top of that mountain, you think, oh, you know, and dang, if that wind doesn't come up and knock you off that mountain. Yes, right. um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, you have to continually be planning, which is hard because we're, we're trying to run our business. And so that's, you know, it's, but, you know, we just have to, we have to be doing these things to mm -hmm. make sure that our business is an ongoing business entity. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where the question of, right, what kind of advisor do you, mm -hmm. you really need, right? How, how do all these different advisors fit out and, mm -hmm. and, and what do you need for where you are right now right. in life? And I'll mm -hmm. actually share my screen with you if it's okay. Uh, yep. Let's see. Let me get to share screen. It should hopefully pop up for you. It? Let's see. I see your screen, but I'm not right. sure. We're going to assume that everybody else can see it. So just, but describe it well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it starts with success, right? How do we actually define success? What, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And there's, there's three components that we found go into being successful. One okay. is precision. Mm -hmm. then it's implementation mm -hmm. and it's access. So, so okay. what, are, what are those three things? Precision mm -hmm. is really the degree of certainty that you're going to be able to hit your financial goals, right? Okay. How certain are you that you're going to hit your goals? Okay. Then it's implementation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's the degree that you've actually gotten to those goals that you set, right? So precision mm -hmm. gives you the goals. Implementation gives you those desired results. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is access, right? It's the confidence mm -hmm. that you're actually going mm -hmm. to get those goals that you've set. Mm -hmm. So to, to, to go through that again, right? To mm -hmm. be clear, it's, it's that precision mm -hmm. really gives you your goals. Okay. It's the implementation that's going to give you the, mm -hmm. the results that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the access gives you the confidence mm -hmm. that you're looking for. So, so how do we tie this all in? What, what okay. are the different advisors? Mm -hmm. 
And what does that look like when we start breaking this down? Well, down at the bottom is what I call unqualified advice. And I'm going to assume no one in, in your audience has unqualified advice, mm-hmm. right? These are the people who just don't know what they're doing. And the, you know, the people on Facebook who are saying, yeah. this is what you should be doing. Right. right. <laughs> Everyone's a business. I, I think my poodle runs a business consulting mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. these days. You should see their Facebook ads. They're brilliant. I know. But, right. Everyone's a consultant and very few have the actual expertise. Mm-hmm. So that's the unqualified right. advice. The, the really first level is that investment advisor. Mm-hmm. And going back to that success equation, right, the, the, the focus is singular. It's mm-hmm. your investments. By very definition, your goals are going to be limited to mm-hmm. a single area. Right. You're going to have limited confidence that you're achieving all mm-hmm. that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get results once again in that single area. Mm-hmm. And so often, we're working with these investment advisors and it's just that lack of time and focus that right. you've talked about, right? We're so mm-hmm. busy running our companies. Mm-hmm. And the myth that we believe is, I'm going to get to that later, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, later is always too late, right? Mm-hmm. Later is too late. By the, mm-hmm. by the time the plane's saying, pull up, pull up, pull up, it's too late to correct mm-hmm. anything. So that next level up, we have a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And the financial advisor, you're going to get limited results, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the, fi- you know, the financial advisor will be you know, responsive to you if you say, hey, I need to do something on my business or mm-hmm. how do I shelter more taxes? They may be responsive and, and refer you mm-hmm. to someone who can do that. But once again, by its very nature, your goals are going to be bounded. They're going to mm-hmm. be bounded by what you are knowledgeable about. You're going to have incomplete confidence mm-hmm. in achieving all that's important mm-hmm. to you. And you're going to have restricted results because it's mm-hmm. going to be bound by your knowledge and, and mm-hmm. what you're trying to uh, achieve. And it's going to rest on you having to know these things. So then mm-hmm. we move up to a wealth manager and wealth manager, certainly better. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting extensive advice on a mm-hmm. wide ranging area of your financial life. Your goals going to be much more complete, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be extensive goals, wide ranging areas. Those, those five key areas we talked about earlier, wealth right. enhancement, wealth protection, wealth transfer, charitable gifting, wide range. You're going to mm-hmm. really have a quiet confidence that you're able to achieve your most important goals. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get those results in a, in a wide range of entire areas. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And for many of us, that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. But as we kind of move up the hierarchy, we think, well, good enough's good enough, right? right. It's good enough. I'm, I'm doing good. I got, I got quite a bit of money in the bank. Everything's just fine. Well, mm-hmm. the truth is it's possible to have the best. And what is mm-hmm. the best? Well, it goes back to that family office concept mm-hmm. that we've talked about. And for many of us, establishing a family office on our own, absolutely impossible. The level mm-hmm. of wealth is just astronomical. Mm-hmm. But a lot of technological changes, regulatory changes have allowed us to build bespoke virtual family offices Mm. for high-performing entrepreneurs. So I've got 47 different professionals that I've vetted, everything from Mm -hmm. captive insurance specialists to defined benefit plan specialists, private Mm -hmm. aviation, you know, some of the best concierge medical professionals in the entire world Mm. that we can bring on Mm -hmm. on an as-needed basis. And once you reach that virtual family office, Mm -hmm. comprehensive results all areas of your life, not just financial, but Mm -hmm. personal, wealth transfer, health, longevity planning, Mm -hmm. all those things that really matter. Goals, absolutely maximize. You're going to have authentic confidence that you're Mm -hmm. reaching your most important goals. And you're going to really get those results in Mm -hmm. all the areas that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so so this hierarchy I find is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And the great news is not all of us need a virtual family office. Right. Not all of us need a wealth manager. Not all of us even need a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You may just need a really good investment advisor. Mm-hmm. Right. But because you have to have that foundation before mm-hmm. you can start moving up. 
Exactly. But if your life is complex, if you've got that business that, uh, mm-hmm. that is, is really, really driving you mm-hmm. and you've got things that you can't manage, mm-hmm. then the virtual family office is really what you want to have mm-hmm. because you are going to address all those complex mm-hmm. issues. Right. And so that, that's really, I, I think, I, and I hope that helps everyone sort mm-hmm. through what kind of advisor do I need? Mm-hmm. Because there's advisors for you no matter where you are on the mm-hmm. spectrum. Right. Let's see. I'm going to stop your sharing. Yep. There we go. We're back. Um, Yay. Hopefully that worked. I've never done that before. Very cool. Very cool. Um, You know, and it's, again, it, I, I keep coming back to that one word plan. We Mm -hmm. have to plan. And it's so funny because we plan other things. We plan our vacations, you know, we plan all sorts of things, but we don't plan financially. Um, you know, and, and, and we certainly don't want to talk to our family about it and they should be involved in this process, you know, because your business is probably helping take care of, of them, you know, or it could be completely taking care of them. So Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that they are a part of this process. Yeah, it's so true. Sitting down with with your family involving mm-hmm. everyone, right? The, the the business is the engine that mm-hmm. that drives everything, right? And, and right. And so often when we look at wealth creation, the biggest creator of wealth mm-hmm. here has been business ownership. It's not inheriting right. money. You, you certainly can make mm-hmm. a lot of money that way, mm-hmm. but that's rare. It, mm-hmm. it is through creating and having equity mm-hmm. in a business. That's how you right. create wealth. Right. That's how you become seriously wealthy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've interviewed several people fairly recently about valuing your business and, and then selling it. And frequently, the problem comes in that the, the spouse did not have enough knowledge about the business. Mm. They almost always are going to overvalue it, you know, because they really don't know what it is and, and all of those mm. things. And so then when someone comes, a broker typically comes in and says, okay, it's worth $500,000. They're like, no, 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 no. It's worth a million. I know it's worth a million. He went every day. It should be worth a million. Um, you know, and, and, and they, then they're, of course, crushed when that's not going to happen. Or you know, maybe it was that the kids were in there and working in the business and thinking, hey, we're going to take over. And that really wasn't part of the plan. You know, all these various things. So you have to involve your family and just, you know, to some degree, <coughs> your employees. Maybe you are planning on the fact that your employees are a big part of this, um, you know, and, and some of them might reach the level and your business might reach the level where they're going to be taken care of differently in the business. You know, they, you might need to be having them on key man insurance policies, all sorts of things. Yeah, right. There, there's so many different directions that mm-hmm. you can go with the planning. Mm-hmm. And that's why coming back to right the human element that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, right? It, it's what do you actually want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Because if you can get really clear on that, all of a right. sudden the right strategies mm-hmm. and products and tactics, mm-hmm. they become really, really clear. Mm-hmm. And right, so many professionals today, they've got a hammer in whatever mm-hmm. their specialty is mm-hmm. and everything's a nail. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever they right. got, that's the solution to uh-huh. your problem. Yep. We're going to make it work. This will work perfect for you. Let mm-hmm. me show you what I got. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, well, what is it that you actually want to achieve? Mm-hmm. And then having that family office mm-hmm. so they can bring in the right professionals. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I do for my clients mm-hmm. is manage these other professionals. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so often you've got to say, hey, you're being brought in for this mm-hmm. and this only. Don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, because that's where it does get tricky is, you know, they they might have other areas of knowledge, but mm-hmm. that's not why they're part of the team. Exactly. So, yeah, managing the professionals, mm-hmm. absolutely huge. Right. 
Now, I want to digress for a little bit here. Um, one of the things that we talked about in, in your intro is the fact that you focus a lot of, of what you do on dental practices. And I love that when I was reading that because I'm always telling people, you know, when you are setting up your business, you absolutely have to figure out who your niche is, who, who should be buying your product or your service. And it is never, ever, 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 never everyone. <laughs> because part of that is you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to sell to everybody because that's how I make the most money. Well, that's the biggest time waster. You know, Starbucks knows that not everybody likes Starbucks. Walmart knows that not everybody likes Walmart. You know, and, and so tell us a little bit more because dentists, I mean, that's a pretty small niche. But tell us how you, you worked in now, you know, obviously your wife is a dentist. So that did probably lean you a little mm -hmm. that way. But tell us more about how you really decided that was your niche and you, you were going to go with that. Well, right. Like, like I mentioned earlier, right? I, I, when I couldn't help my wife solve her most important mm -hmm. issues, I, I really was in a job I hated, and I couldn't take care of the, mm -hmm. the person who mattered the most to me. Right. And part of that misery that, that I was having as, as an advisor at that time is I'd work with anyone, mm -hmm. which meant every time I brought on right. a new client, I had to relearn everything. If mm -hmm. it was a teacher, I had to go learn all about the pensions. Right. If it was an engineer, I had to learn about their program, mm -hmm. right? It was a nightmare. I mm -hmm. had to relearn the wheel every single day. Mm -hmm. And I really wasn't having a big impact for people because I was so spread out. Right. And I would argue, right, having a niche is really about specializing mm -hmm. and being able to have a big impact for the chosen group of people mm -hmm. that you can move the needle for. Right. And as I got deeper and deeper into dentistry and really grew to understand the industry and the practices and, and the players and the network, mm -hmm. it just became something I fell more in love with mm -hmm. because I can have a big impact for the, the clients that I have the privilege of serving. Right. And it's even grown now where, you know, and I certainly work with other business owners, I certainly mm -hmm. work with other entrepreneurs, but right. I'll tell you 90% are dentists. Mm -hmm. And there's even a growing segment of much higher end dentists that I mm -hmm. call dentalpreneurs. Mm -hmm. And these are, these are people who are building multi-practices, 5, 10, 15, oh, okay. 30 locations, mm -hmm. enterprise dentistry. Mm -hmm. I love that world mm -hmm. because what they're creating is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having a niche and anyone listening, mm -hmm. if you don't have a niche, Right. Don't just think about who you can sell your product to. Mm -hmm. Think about who can I have an impact for? Right. Who can I change the most? Mm -hmm. Who can I really move the needle for? Right. Right. And who am I passionate about serving? Mm -hmm. And if it meets those criteria, you're going to find a fantastic mm -hmm. niche and you're going to be able to serve that community better than mm -hmm. anyone else. Right. You know, and obviously the, the issues that your wife faced were not unique. You know, and, and that was what's important about this is so many people think, well, you know, that, that might have been a one-time occurrence. No, you know, there's, there's nothing that's unique anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so the fact that, that you took what you learned from her to transition into helping others, that's what's so cool about it. And, and, and it has not, obviously, limited you in any way. Um, and because that's what so many people tend to think is, well, when I get that small niche, I'm going to be so limited. If it doesn't work here, what am I going to do? Well, you should have done enough research to know, is it going to work there or not? Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, it's just, I, I love it that you, you are so specific with that. And, and like you said, there's others, I mean, you know, but, but the, the nice thing is it does give you, and this is one of the hardest things for people to understand, gives you the flexibility to say no, mm -hmm. to be able to say, you know what, that's not my, my love or my, my, <coughs> excuse me, my area of expertise. Here's somebody that I can refer you to. 
Um, you know, and, and, and that is hard. That's really hard, especially if you're starting Mm -hmm. out or struggling to tell somebody no, but you know, I loved how you talked about the fact that you had to relearn every time somebody came to you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that's the hard part. We end up spending so much money or money and time, time mainly having to, to, to do all of that. And so find your niche and, and stick with it. And sometimes it might be a struggle for a while. You know, clearly you weren't an overnight success, um, but you stuck with it. And, and you, you did branch out in some ways, but the way you branched out is you speak at dental conventions. Um, you, you found different ways to get your message to that niche. Yeah, very true. And, 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 and you know, you, you, real quickly, you, you talk about, you know, for, for business owners starting out, and I certainly have a passion for all new business owners, and mm-hmm. I want them to be more successful than anyone else because mm-hmm. I, I love business owners because they change the world. But I think one of the reasons we have a hard time when we're starting out trying to narrow our focus mm-hmm. is, is we're coming from a place of scarcity. Right. I, and we think there's so much scarcity mm-hmm. that I need to get everything I can get. Yep instead of having a mindset of abundance. Mm-hmm. Because once you, once you really see that there's mm-hmm. more business out there than any of us can handle, mm-hmm. it becomes really easy right. to specialize mm-hmm. and have that niche. Because you know the world is full of abundance. Mm-hmm. And it's not a zero-sum game. The more we help others, the more we grow their wealth, mm-hmm. the more our wealth grows. It, it's, not a, mm-hmm. it's not a winner take all. Right. It's winners take all mm-hmm. together. So Right. Well, and, you know, it's, it's always important to remember that, you know, when you serve that community well, there is nothing better than word of mouth, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because they're going to talk to each other and it doesn't matter what the industry is, you know, what the service, what the product is, the other people who provide it are going to say, you need to talk to this person. They mm-hmm. really helped me because, you know, they're, and now, you know, they might not tell their direct competitor that, you know, but, but they will share that information with others. And, and word of mouth is, of course, the best form of advertising. Yes, it is. So that, that's good. And then, right, depending on your business, you'll find mm-hmm. out where, you know, your clients, where your customers come from mm-hmm. and invest time and energy in those sources. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, we mentioned the fact that, that you wrote the foreword in this book. Hold the book up. It's called okay. Becoming Seriously Wealthy, How to Harness the Strategies of the Super Rich and Ultra Wealthy Business Owners. How did you get involved in this process? So this is, you know, something that's come directly out of my participation in a mastermind group. And, uh-huh. and many people listening mm-hmm. today may be part of a business mastermind mm-hmm. or CEO group. And these are groups, we got another book on it, where, where I've been able to collaborate with mm-hmm. 189 of my peers mm-hmm. and underwrite research and do projects that there's no way I could do on my own. Right. But collectively, mm-hmm. we're able to do some amazing things. And that's where this project, along with, I think we're up to about 12 other books have come out of, mm-hmm. where we're really studying business owners, entrepreneurs, our our most recent one is called Reaching for the Stars. And we've got interviews with Dan Sullivan and Joe Polish and mm-hmm. Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Coffee, right? Some of the best mm-hmm. of the best, how they're using mastermind groups to mm-hmm. grow their success. Right. And that's where Becoming Seriously Wealthy came from was mm-hmm. through that process of collaborating with others. Mm-hmm. And I was brought in to write the forward because they know I'm a subject matter expert on this area. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I love the fact that you know, when we're talking wealthy, we're not just talking money. And, and yes, I mean, you know, that is obviously the big part of it, 
But there are other things. It's, it's kind of the, you know, how do you describe success? Well, every person probably describes it differently. And so, you know, that's the, that's the thing is, you know, so talk to us a little bit more about what it is that really makes somebody seriously wealthy. Yeah, so so actually for the book, we, we do have a definition of that and, and we define it as $20 million of personal net worth outside your business. Mm-hmm. And, and $20 million was picked on purpose because at $20 million, you can start getting access to private jets. Right. That's a pretty nice thing. So mm-hmm. so arbitrary number, but but that's where we define mm-hmm. it. But you know, wealth is so much more than money. It, it mm-hmm. really is. And that's why, you know, you go back to, to what are the, the three things that ultimately I'm I'm helping business owners do, and mm-hmm. it's take better care of the people they love. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, right? They want to support the people who are close to them, mm-hmm. the people they care about. Then they want to support those causes that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And they know that money is a way to do that, right? right. Money moves the needles for things. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a news story today. We're giving, what, $2.5 billion to, to fight the, the virus that's out there, right? So, mm-hmm. so money moves the needle mm-hmm. on things. Right. And then lastly, it's changing the world for the better mm-hmm. by having a big impact. Mm-hmm. And that's what they realize money does. And that's why they're, they're after it. They're not just putting it in their bank account for the mm-hmm. sake of putting it there. They're earning money. They're mm-hmm. growing their wealth. So they can continue to change the world. Right. So that really what it is, what mm-hmm. it is, and you don't have to have twenty million dollars in the bank to change the world. It can mm-hmm. be as simple as being kind to the person that you're in the line with right. at the supermarket. It can mm-hmm. be as simple as spending fifteen minutes with another business owner who's struggling. Right. Mm-hmm. There's many many ways to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that does come back to that definition of success. You know, mm-hmm. did you help someone today? Um, you know, and, and, and it's funny because everybody does have a different definition, uh, way yeah. back, way back, way back when mm-hmm. I had my 10 year high school reunion, you know, one of the things that somebody wanted to, to, you know, you have things like who, who came the furthest, who has the mm-hmm. most kids, you know, all those fun little awards. And somebody said, you know, oh, we need to give one for who is the most successful. And I said, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, and, and, and of course she meant who had the most money. And I'm thinking, okay, first of all, how are you going to even find that out? But I told her, I said, you know, that is such an arbitrary thing. The person who is the stay-at-home parent with four kids might actually be the most successful. Yes. And the person who has the most money might be the most unhappy. Yeah. So, you know, it, it comes back to individual and, you know, and, and, and that's where, you know, again, you have to work with the people who get that, who aren't just saying, okay, we have to put your money here because of this. We have to do this mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah, you, you want those advisors who, mm-hmm. who get you. And, and I know we're ear, nearing the end of our time, and, right. and I want to leave all the listeners yeah, with let's, something. Yeah, let's do that, a little stress testing. What the yeah. heck is this? Mm-hmm. Well, well, right, I, I want to share with them. This is something they can go back. You can do this today, right okay. now, with your existing team. Okay, homework, advisor. homework, everybody. <laughs> you don't need me. If you, if you do one thing, mm-hmm. this is what I, I want you to go do. Mm-hmm. And I'll share my screen with you again and, and give you the, the rationale and show you why stress testing is so, so important. Okay. But, you know, oops, if I can get to the right slide here, Deb. <laughs> I love right. technology. There we go. So, right, here we are, right? This is today, and we are mm-hmm. all heading towards our future financial mm-hmm. world, right? We're all going to be there. This is five years from now, and some okay. of us, we're drifting towards an optimal financial world. Okay. Some of us are drifting towards financial security. Some of us towards financial insecurity. Mm-hmm. And some of us towards a financial mess. Every mm-hmm. single one of us is on one of these lines. Mm-hmm. And, and we are, we are really drifting towards these futures. Mm-hmm. And if we wait too long, 
to catch these things, mm-hmm. you may find yourself in a situation that's absolutely impossible to recover from, right. costly to recover from, mm-hmm. risky to recover from, and it just becomes harder and harder to mm-hmm. recover from. And, and what we want to do, what stress testing does is it helps you jump the lines. It helps ah. you accelerate your success. This is why the super rich stress test their plans and why you should stress test your mm-hmm. plans also. By taking decisive action, you can ride the curves mm. and end up in an optimal financial world mm-hmm. instead of a financial mess. And that's what stress testing does okay. is it catches these things and it adjusts where you're drifting to. So what's mm-hmm. the super rich rationale for stress testing? Well, number one, they want to avoid those destructive situations, mm-hmm. right? If you've got an error in your plans, like my wife and I had, mm-hmm. right. or maybe there's something in your estate plan or your business planning or your mm-hmm. tax planning, you want to catch those. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you want to make sure you're benefiting from all possible opportunities. Mm-hmm. Does a captive insurance company make sense? Does it a defined benefit plan? What are the other opportunities that maybe you're missing mm-hmm. out on? or your existing team just doesn't know. So that's Mm -hmm. the rationale. We know the need is so many of us have done wealth planning, Mm -hmm. but circumstances have changed. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's been death, divorce, right? Mm -hmm. A change in your family life. Secondly, your wealth planning often done incrementally. Mm -hmm. Maybe you went to a financial advisor and did some stuff. Then you went to an insurance person and did some stuff. Then you, you read Google to, and you did stuff. Mm-hmm. Bingo, right. You went to Dr. Google, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so there's a lack of synergy. Mm-hmm. And often, right, you talk about cost. Oftentimes, there's an opportunity for cost reduction. Right. Mm-hmm. And the wealth planning just isn't as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were working with a pretender or mm-hmm. worse, you were working with an exploiter, right. someone who's just out there. They were that we want to make as much money for us as we can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or someone focused on technical wizardry and not the mm-hmm. human element. You right. weren't center of your wealth planning. So mm-hmm. this is the need for stress testing. Mm-hmm. And you want to go back. You can work the assumptions. I'll send anyone an article on this if they want to go more in depth. But this is something you can go back and you can do with your existing team. You may stay mm-hmm. the course. You may choose a different solution, find mm-hmm. different professionals, mm-hmm. modify the approach. But, but doing stress testing can really help Mm-hmm. optimize your financial world. And if right. you want that optimal financial world, mm-hmm. stress testing is the best way to uncover those mm-hmm. errors and really have an impact. And so that's something I want to leave your audience with because they can go back and do that with whoever they work with. Just mm-hmm. go in and say, I want to stress test these things. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what's going on. Right. Right. You know, and then be thinking about other things. You know, what if you were sick? What if the market changed? What if, you know, all of these various things, you know, all of the, the, the you know, mom and pop places that thought, hey, we're going to have this forever. And then that little thing called Amazon came along. Yeah. You know, what if those things happen? Now, you know, sometimes you, you have the magic ball and you're trying to predict the future and you can't. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, who would have thought 10 years? Yeah. When did they start Amazon? I don't know. Um, but they started it as the bookstore. I mean, mm-hmm. right? That's where we ordered books. And then, of course, it, it expanded from there. And I'm not sure anybody could have predicted that no. it would have been, you know, what it, what it nope. came to. So, um, you know, that's, that's one of those things. But you still have to plan on what happens if. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, you know, do those things as scary as they might be, because you might discover, oh my gosh, we've got a big gap. We've got a problem. Um, you know, and if possible, then fix it. Yep. Well, and that's exactly what stress testing does. And not just mm-hmm. in the, the financial world, mm-hmm. some stress testing questions may be, what if that charity I've supported changes mm-hmm. their political views? Right. What if I need extended care? Mm-hmm. What happens if I don't have the faculties to make choices anymore? Mm-hmm. 
or on a really personal level, mm -hmm. what if I want to leave money to my lover and I don't want my spouse and kids to know, right? right. These are mm -hmm. real human element questions. Mm -hmm. And that's what stress testing is designed mm -hmm. to find and test. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Tim, this has been so cool. And it was funny, I told you before we started the program that I set the timer because three hours from now we could still be going, which we could, mm -hmm. because you know, we just barely scratched the surface with what the book talks about. So we just have to have you on again. Um, right. you know, and, and there's certainly lots of other things that, that you could be um, telling professionals as to what they could be doing. But in the meantime, how do they reach you and connect with you online? I'm really easy to find. You can find me on LinkedIn at Tim McNeely. You can go to my website at lifestoneco.com and grab a copy of Becoming Seriously Wealthy, or you can email me at tim at lifestoneco.com, and if you ask nicely, I'll send you a PDF of the book for free. That's what I have. Look, we asked nicely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and this really has been great, and as we've been saying, you know, yeah, it would be great to be the super wealthy. Actually, I'm, I'm not sure I would want to be. That comes with a whole bunch of different problems. Mm. Would it, but we all want to be comfortable. We all want to know that our family, our loved ones, our pets. I saw that, you know, the, you, you oh, yeah. actually talked about that in your blog. Um, you know, that your pets are taken care of. In our will, we take care of our pets, you, um, you know, and, and all of these various things. So, you know, it's, it's things that everybody needs to be thinking about, not just the people that are worth 20 plus million dollars. Yeah, this this is all down the scale. This this is every entrepreneur, mm -hmm. every business owner really should be thinking mm -hmm. about these things and considering them. Because like I wrote in the forward, it comes down mm -hmm. to three things. Take care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, change the world. That right. is true wealth. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it can be little, it can be great big, you know, but it's, it's, it's what makes you happy in the end, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that is what is so important. So Tim, tell us one more time, you know, what is, is something that you really, you just gave some, some real good final tips. Is there anything else that you really want people to, to know? I, I'm going to leave it with the, the stress testing that, that mm -hmm. to me is so key. Mm -hmm. Check your plans, trust, but verify, right? Trust the advisors you work with, mm -hmm. but verify their assumptions because doing that may just mm -hmm. make the difference between an optimal financial world mm -hmm. and a financial mess. And if you're not sure, then get a second opinion. We mm -hmm. talked about that in the book, right. get a second opinion mm -hmm. and work with a team of advisors mm -hmm. and people who get you and who put you at the center of mm -hmm. your world. Right. Great information on your website. Uh, again, tell us what that is. Uh, lifestoneco.com and find me on LinkedIn or, or Facebook and share content regularly and happy to, to send you any resources to help you move the needle on your most important goals. I love it. And that works even if we're not dentists. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and as we said, you know, you've got the, you've got your niche, but your information is great for everybody. Um, you know, and, and that's what is so good about this. If you are a dentist, I really do encourage you, you know, or if you, you, if you, and we all should have a dentist, you know, we should tell our dentist, Hey, you need to talk to Tim. Um, it's funny. My dentist actually practices with his wife. See, so uh -huh. they, he even adds a total different layer in there. Um, but, but yeah, so this, this really has been fascinating. I've been having a great time talking with Tim. McNeely. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.